0: Hey everyone, we're back this Friday with a new episode of the Liberty Update. We're heading into Labor Day weekend and we are here to quickly fill you in on some of the latest need to know stories of the week. It's time for an update on the Afghanistan withdrawal in today's episode, as well as an analysis of the mask mandate supposedly coming this fall. And in other news, we'll be covering a Washington Post article that blasted COS co-founder Michael Ferris this week in a sensationalized hit piece. And finally, we will end with the Colorado school that kicked a 12-year-old boy out of class for displaying the Gadsden flag, but now that school has walked back its actions. Thanks for tuning in, and now we'll get right into it.
1: So this week, we have a breaking report, and update about the Afghanistan withdrawal from 2021. But first of all, I just want to say, Did anyone expect America to have, did any of our listeners expect America to have a senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Climate? You got that, right? Or, here's another one, a Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Environment and Energy Resilience. And if you can figure out what those titles mean. If you can decipher that, please let me know because it turns out we do. And what's even more surprising, while U.S. troops were facing a chaotic and bloody withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021, these two Pentagon officials were hard at work hashing out a climate change initiative. According to James Fitzpatrick, a member of the U.S. Army Reserve, Recently uncovered Pentagon emails reveal that during the tumultuous withdrawal from Kabul, Department of Defense officials were rushing to finalize a military climate adaption plan in coordination with the White House. This is what they were doing, redefining the military's climate adaption plan as we are undergoing a ridiculous withdrawal, a a botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. Fitzpatrick told The Daily Wire, quote, While the Biden administration was in the middle of a disastrous and deadly Afghanistan withdrawal, our top military leaders were being hounded by Department of Defense climate activists to fast track a plan to transform the department by forcing politically charged climate change discussions into every decision the Department of Defense makes. Allegedly, the Pentagon has confirmed that the mentioned officials, along with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, were in the process of finalizing their climate document even during the military crisis. The emails reviewed by the Daily Wire suggested that the Department of Defense personnel became frustrated due to the crisis's impact on the approval process of the climate plan. Quote, The frustration was not that the mission in Afghanistan had devolved into a full-fledged crisis, it was that Secretary of Defense Austin had failed to sign the climate plan, but less than two weeks after the crisis, Austin would eventually sign documents, which can be seen today and it is about as woke as you might imagine. Of course, the Biden administration's Afghanistan failure has already been roundly criticized. This latest revelation only further exposes our federal government's out of touch priorities. Even as our troops bled and died on foreign soil because of Biden's incompetence, the Department of Defense seemed more preoccupied with addressing the national security risk posed by climate change, which is an actual line from the document that they were working on during those tumultuous days. How sick, how truly, truly sick. And if you've had enough of the gross disregard For the American people, I would encourage you to go to conventionofstates.com today, read this story on the blog, learn more there, and sign the petition. And together, let's use the Constitution to reign in the federal government.
0: Well, here we go again. The federal government is expected to flex its authoritative mask mandate muscle. Skeptics all along knew it wasn't over. COVID-19 was just the start of authoritarian practices coming down from D.C. crooks. The same people who spend their lives profiting off of taxpayers were the same people telling millions of Americans if they could leave their homes. Mask up, vax up, shut up. Lock down, sit down, bow down. That was the name of the game for years as we all distinctly remember. And above all else, listen to the authorities. No questions asked. CDC aficionados cheered in relief when the deadly once-in-a-lifetime pandemic had subsided, stay-at-home orders were lifted and restaurants reopened and freedom returned to the people. Happy ending, right? No, because that's not how freedom works, which is why to this day, millions remain disgusted at the US government. If liberty can be confiscated as easily as it was, it can and will be taken again and the precedent has been set for any future national disturbance. As such, patriots have been standing by hesitantly. After all, essentially no government officials were punished for their willful power abuses. Well, new reports say that the government is planning to reintroduce health mandates and mask mandates this fall Border Patrol agents and TSA employees have reportedly said that the Biden administration was preparing the agencies for new lockdowns, masks, boosters, and social distancing in September or October. And just as the leaked report circulated, CNN delivered on the narrative with a headline that reads, It may be time to break out the masks against COVID, some experts say. Universities, including Rutgers, Georgetown, and Morris Brown College, have reinstated mask mandates. So will the people flex their freedom-loving muscles this fall as authorities reintroduce health mandates? At Convention of States, we regularly ask ourselves, who decides? Let's all make it clear, this time around, who decides? We the people. Step up and take action with Convention of States and let's rein in the federal government once and for all. Because accountability will never come for government agents like Dr. Fauci unless we all do something together.
1: I'm here to inform you that the mainstream media has discovered a terrifying figure on the right that we're all supposed to be afraid of and his name is Michael Ferris. Yes, Michael Ferris, co-founder of Convention of States, founder of Patrick Henry College and HSLDA is the new monster on the right that the media wants us all to fear. The message the Washington Post delivered in its recent Michael Ferris hit piece is a simple one. Michael Ferris is a terrifying threat to American society. Why? Well, the Washington Post never quite explains why. In over 3,690 words, the authors panic about the renowned constitutional attorney's allegedly extremist views. Judging by the tone of the article, you'd think they'd uncover some shocking Ferris scandal, but they haven't. You'd think he's some dangerous monster. In reality, the only blow they can land is that Ferris champions parental rights and ultimately This is the main thrust behind the sensationalized hit piece. Parental rights are a terrifying threat to American society. Ferris simply is the parental rights movement's public face. As I said, we're supposed to fear him. But, again, the paper's most damning claim is that Ferris believes parents should be in charge of their children's education. And what's so radical about that? What's scarier, parents who want to protect their kids or a government in league with mainstream media outlets like the Washington Post that mocks and dismisses parental authority? It seems the real threat is not Ferris, but what he's warning against. There's a ton more about this story on the Convention of States blog, so I would encourage you to go to conventionofstates.com right now and read the rest of the story. But for now, I just wanna note that in this fight parents like ferris are not extremists are not radicals they're the great purveyors of normalcy in today's world the real extremists i would argue sit on washington post editorial boards and think they can skirt parents objections to radical indoctrination that's really what this is all about but in this fight convention of states is proud to stand on the side not of big government not of the mainstream media but of parents we're honored to lock shields with michael ferris we're honored to have him fighting for convention of states every day our co-founder knows that a crucial step in standing up for the family is calling an article 5 convention through which we can undermine the radical federal agenda and bring power back to the American people. So to join us, sign the Convention of States petition today.
0: A Colorado school is walking back its actions after a video went viral showing a student booted from class over the Gadsden flag. You may have seen in the video circulating on social media, a 12 year old boy was kicked out of his class in Colorado Springs for displaying a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. In the undercover video, we'll play in just a moment here, you can hear the school administrator explaining that we can't have that around our kids, she says, due to the meaning of the Gadsden flag. However, as you listen to the video, remember this is the Don't Tread on Me banner with the coiled rattlesnake. And the true meaning behind the flag surrounds the Revolutionary War. The flag was created in 1775, and was a warning sign to the British to not encroach on the colonists. And today, residents in Alabama, Florida, and Virginia have license plates with this symbol. Take a listen to the school official. Um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag to mm-hmm. is due to its origins, with the slavery, slavery and yeah. slave trade. That is what was um as the reasoning behind them not as slave. The Gadsden blood. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gadsden blood. Okay. No, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the revolutionary war patch that was displayed okay. when they were fighting the British. Like that wasn't that's the revolution maybe you're thinking of like the um, the Confederate pen- to <laughs> okay, I so okay. I am just here, just here to enforce. No, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, and in a win for parents, the public charter school reversed its stance on Tuesday, informing the parents that the Gadsden flag is now allowed to be displayed in the classroom. Even Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a staunch liberal, disagreed with the school's original belief, saying that it's a great teaching moment for a history lesson. Regardless of school officials' knowledge of the Gadsden flag, it took being blasted in the limelight for them to recognize their error. In a time when information is so easily accessible, it's a good reminder that we all must do thorough research on any subject before coming to conclusions. Self-governance and free thinking start in the home, and it's clear this mother did just that for her 12-year-old son. At a national level, we the people are sick and tired of the federal government treading on our daily lives, especially when it comes to possible mask mandates this fall. So let's all band together and do something together with Article 5.
1: And that's a wrap on today's show. Thank you guys so much again for joining us, and thank you for an incredible month of August. August really was an exciting time for Convention of States as we celebrated 10 years of grassroots activism and as we watched Convention of States Foundation's simulated Article 5 convention in the first week of August. Definitely a super exciting month and we're excited for what September holds. Wishing you guys a blessed Labor Day. Thank you guys so much for all you do to make Convention of States the solution as big as the problem. It's because of you and your support and we can't thank you enough. God bless you guys.